Well, hello there. Happy New Year and welcome back into the Bet US College Basketball Show. It is great to be back here in 2023. I'm TJ Reeves and let me tell you up front, I'm multitasking. I am coming your way from Raymond James Stadium where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers call home and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by the way, claim the playoff spot in the NFL. We've got a college football bowl game coming up here and I am part of the local radio broadcast of Mississippi State and Illinois. So we're multitasking with football, but this is all about the round ball. This is all about college basketball. And I got my handicappers, mid-major Matt and Corby Craig, uh, who are here with me as we are ready to go for another edition in a brand new year. Corby Craig, happy new year. Good to be with you, my friend. Yes, sir. I was in your state for the new year. <clears throat> Florida, great place as always. So started off the new year well. And we're ready to get some handicapping going. Mid-major Matt, good to be back with you. Happy new year to you. And we're ready to roll here off the weekend for a Monday, I know. Yes, uh, Monday slate's usually not very good. And uh, conference play is underway. So that's uh, that'll be an interesting angle to handicap. Uh, yes, so we do not have a large slate, but we do have some official plays, and we can talk a little bit about the weekend. We're going to look at the records in a second and get into the official plays. So UConn took their first loss of the season at Xavier. We saw Kentucky destroy Louisville uh, in the matchup uh, at Freedom Hall on Saturday. What, what else struck you guys off the weekend? I know UCLA won Sunday night against Washington, blew them out. That's 10 straight wins for UCLA. Any other thoughts coming off the weekend? Uh, Mid-major Matt, you first. Uh, nice comeback by Kansas. Uh, of course, there should have been a foul called at the end of that game, but you're never going to get that call in the fog. Uh, it's just what happens with uh, Kansas. And then, yeah, you mentioned the, the Louisville-Kentucky game. I mean, you know, you thought for a second maybe Louisville was going to make it interesting because Kentucky's not very good this year, but no, Kentucky uh, blew them out pretty badly. Uh, Corby Craig, thoughts off the weekend here, uh, whether it's top 25 or a team that you're taking a look at, anything stand out on the final weekend of 2022? Solid win for Duke. Duke's looking like a really good team. Seems like they've been quiet as of late. They're 15th in Ken Palm. So uh, a very good high-level basketball team that uh, isn't going to surprise anybody when they make it pretty far in March. All right, again, we are ready to go. You may hear some ambiance around me. The bowl game's not for another hour. we got plenty of time to talk college hoops. Thank you for finding us live, 11 a.m. Eastern Time Hour, here on BetUS TV. We're here all week. We're here all the way through March, all the way to the Final Four, talking college hoops uh, here on BetUS. And uh, it's great to have uh, the handicappers with us. We've been rolling along. By the way, hit the like button. Make sure that you're subscribing. Share us. You're only going to help us out here by hitting the subscribe button. Uh, by the way, I've got a testy mute button as well. Uh, you do need to hear less of me as it is. But again, hit the like button, hit subscribe, and we will be ready to go uh, here in the new year. Let's take a look at our records, guys. And Corby, you have been cleaning up a couple of more uh, unders hit for you. Corby still remains above 500. We see mid-major Matt trying to get there. The show just below 500 to end last year. But all of that is in the past. We are ready for the future. Are we not, guys? We are ready to get into the games of Monday, and there actually are some games that are going to have an official play on them. Let's begin with Eastern Kentucky, Kennesaw State. No, we're not talking Duke. We're not talking uh, Syracuse or Michigan State or UCLA. We're talking Eastern Kentucky, Kennesaw State, where the line is five and a half for Kennesaw State. The total is 143. We're going to get an official play right away to start the new year. The first one belongs to mid-major Matt. Matt Josephs, what do you like? 
Well, I mean, anytime I can get a low 140s on an Eastern Kentucky game, I'm certainly going to take advantage of it. Eastern Kentucky plays really fast this year. Um, yeah, you know, their offense, unfortunately, is not as good as I would like. Their three-point shooting usually is a lot better, and certainly their free-throw shooting isn't the greatest. But what makes up for that is the fact that their defense isn't very good. Now, what I kind of used last year, and we've talked about this on the show before, when you look at the Atlantic Sun, there's a clear dichotomy between fast teams and slow teams. You've got um, Central Arkansas plays fast, Eastern Kentucky plays fast, Queens now joining, they play fast. And so when you look at some of the slower teams and how they do against the faster teams, Kennesaw State just played a game on Saturday against Central Arkansas. It was a 78-possession game at home. It was an 82-66 game. Kennesaw State shoots the three really well. Uh, their defense can be a bit leaky, too. Uh, if you look at this game last year, it went over. Uh, so I see plenty of pace in this game. The worry is that the offense may not necessarily be there, but I think we'll get plenty of possessions. And with a low 140s number in an Eastern Kentucky game, I'll take the over. All right, Corby Craig, do you have thoughts on this one for Kennesaw State at home on a Monday laying five and a half? Any thoughts if no official play? Kennesaw State's been a, a pretty interesting team. They're, they're scrappy as they come. They beat Appalachian State. They beat Mercer. This is a team kept it close to the Indiana for quite some time. This is a team that's just um, – they have the scrappiness, the dog in them. Eastern Kentucky's going to run tempo. We know that. That's an always. So I could see Kennesaw State getting out, doing their thing, and forcing some ugly possessions uh, and would lead towards liking the over here as well. Uh, as Matt alluded to, anything in the 140s for an Eastern Kentucky team, they, they, they want to have as many possessions as possible. I could see a mid-70s possessions pretty easy. All right. Again, let's lock mid-major Matt in. He is interested in the over. Lots of points in this game. 6.30 Eastern time for Eastern Kentucky and Kennesaw State for official play number one. We will have some time for question and answer coming up. I know we got the number one team in the country, Purdue, in action later on tonight. We got some Big 12 action as well. Get your questions ready. Uh, again, hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed here to the BetUS College Basketball Show while we go to game number two that the handicappers are going to have a play on. This is a game in the state where I am. No, not the state of confusion, but the state of Florida. Stetson and North Florida with the Stetson Hatters, who already have a couple of interesting wins early on in the year. They are laying three and a half in this one. The total is 146. Matt Josephs, I'm right back to you for another official play here on this one as well. Well, I don't know if it's just because Corby's here, but uh, I kind of like the under in this game. And the reason why is Stetson's one of the slowest teams in the country. Uh, they're 350th in offensive possession length, 330th in defensive possession. Like now their defensive numbers aren't good, but I think part of it is you look at who they've played. They played Charleston. They played Ohio. They played Florida State. They played Florida. So like there is uh, some tough teams there that are going to get their things done no matter how slow you play the game. This is just their first Division One home game. Their other two uh, home games against Johnson and Wales and Weber International. So you got a really slow Stetson team and you got a really fast North Florida team who um, you know, may not be able to institute their tempo here. You look at these two matchups last year, uh, they both went to overtime and neither of them hit this number. And you've both got you got kind of the same teams on both sides here. So I'm going to take a shot here. And obviously, you know, unders aren't necessarily my thing, but it looks like Stetson, the slow home team, is going to set the tempo here. And North Florida is not going to be able to run on this game. So I, I'm, as long as we don't get over, Overtime, uh, I think well, I like the under here. 
All right, real quick, Corby Craig, I'm going to come to you for an official thought, but you always love story time. Let's start the new year with a story. <laughs> 2015, when North Florida made the NCAA tournament, I was on the national radio call. It was in their gymnasium on the Ospreys campus outside of Jacksonville, and I was part of the court storm in that we were in a courtside broadcast location with hundreds of people coming over the top of us, including like a 300-pound student, I exaggerate you not, in a full-fledged cow outfit, mascot outfit, came over over the top of me. Matt Josephs, I thought I might have been done for that day when they stormed the court and they made the NCAA tournament. They haven't had as much success as of late. So what about North Florida and Stetson thoughts if no official play here? Yeah, this is just two counter opposite teams, 352nd tempo, 81st in tempo. Uh, The thing is, North Florida is in a pretty tough spot. As Matt said, um, I think the Stetson probably has the ability to set this pace. North Florida just played Austin P to an overtime game. It was way high pace for an Austin P game. Uh, at home, now headed to the road. Uh, I think Stetson has the better chance to set this their number here. And if they do, this number is this, a very exaggerated to, due to North Florida being on the floor. Um, they're going to push pace. Their offensive efficiency has been pretty well. They're 149th in offensive efficiency. I, if you've watched their games, I don't know if I believe that by any means. I think that um, if that's their number, they're due for some pretty heavy regression. They don't take the greatest shots in the world. So uh, I, I lean towards the under here as well. A couple of evenly matched teams against Stetson early on in the year had the win over Florida State. That doesn't look like it matters very much right now because Florida State has not been very good uh, to this point in the season. Matt, I just have one more question here. Did you contemplate maybe a team total with Stetson versus just the under here? And for those that are kind of new to the show, uh, tell us how you weigh that when you're when you're handicapping. Um, I, you know, you could certainly look at a North Florida team total under. I mean, their away games, they have not been very good. You know, they scored 82 at Duquesne, 88 at High Point. But those are games where they were able to set pace. Whenever they had to basically play at somebody else's pace, which is not their own, their offense has struggled. So, yeah, you could certainly look at a, uh, a North Florida team total under here. That certainly comes into play. All right, so the official play, though, will be on the under itself for the game, under the total of 146 on the Bet U.S. line for the North Florida Ospreys and the Stetson Hatters on January the 2nd. Again, a lot of these teams had to travel on New Year's Day to get to these different games, and so not a great slate here. There'll be much bigger games, obviously, on Tuesday with the travel component uh, as well. All right, one more official play coming, then some question and answer time from you guys. I see the live audience growing even on a Monday. We're here at 11 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Game number three. This one involves Central Arkansas and another team, Florida Gulf Coast, that had an upset of USC all the way back at the beginning of the season. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast favored by 10 on the road at Central Arkansas. Our total is 152. I have an idea where Corby Craig might be headed. Let's see if he confirms it. What's the official play? Yeah, Monday was gross. I uh, I had to I had to reach into my bag of derivatives, and I'm going with the Central Arkansas team total under 71. So uh, it was it was quite a stretch to find one here, but it's a little bit of both. I, I really like this Florida Gulf Coast team. If you've watched them, they're pretty scrappy. They're 200th in defensive efficiency. I think that that doesn't speak much to what they do by any means. They held Jacksonville to 65, uh, St. Bonaventure to 58. And I think the most comparable game here is Florida International. They played Florida International December 4th, held them to 65 in a nine-point win. This game is lined 10. 
a very similar matchup. Florida International runs pace. I believe they're 13th in the nation in pace. Uh, Central Arkansas just is not a good basketball team. They've, they haven't scored over 71, I believe. Uh, the last time they did was December 10th versus Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts is going to push an insane pace and still to only get 78 in a game that they were absolutely blown out. Florida Gulf Coast is just a really scrappy team, uh, and I don't think that Central Arkansas will be able to find much prevalence. The only issue is uh, maybe Florida Gulf Coast gets up a little too much, and they let off the gas. They let Central Arkansas get some easy buckets at the end. But still, I had this number at 66. I think the 71 is just a, a bit of a stretch and, and where I'm going with this one. Well, and again, this game will be actually a night game at Central Arkansas at 7.30 local time, 8.30 Eastern time. The last game on the card, if I have that correct, is Central Arkansas hosting Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast 11-3, and three, Matt Josephs. Any thoughts, if no official play on this? It's funny. I can't say I can't watch a Florida Gulf Coast team that's slow. I mean, uh, you know, you think of Dunk City, you think of how much uh, athletes and talent they have, but of course, you know, Pat Chambers is not exactly a guy who wants his teams running. Uh, and once again, the one thing here is that maybe the paces, they're going to be a lot of possessions, but if they're not scoring on those possessions, it doesn't really matter. And as you said, um, you know, they're just not scoring a ton of points. You know, it home they've been a little bit better but of course the opponents haven't been great so uh it will be nice for them to be home after five straight games on the road but yeah i could see it their offense isn't good by any stretch all right the official play though from corby craig is going to be on the team total of central arkansas and i'm at a loss because i'm usually good at this central arkansas what i don't even know what they're called i know fgcu is the eagles but what what is central arkansas the bears all right so he's going team total under on the central arkansas bears the total is 71. Corby likes the under on that total for them. All right, so there's three official plays. Let's get into some question and answer and some back and forth right now that's been going on in the chat. My man Ninja13 is always here, posting up. He's down like in the low block, calling for the ball all the time uh, here on the BetUS College Basketball Show. He wants to know about Holy Cross and Navy, in particular Holy Cross getting the 14 points uh, thought on that, guys. Matt, neither uh, one of you. Uh, Holy Cross or uh, Holy Cross seems like one of those teams who's always close in every game. Uh, much like was it Lafayette? It feels like they're always losing, but they're not actually losing by a lot. And you look at Navy in some of their home games. It's been some close home games. Uh, I could see it. It's a one o'clock start time, so you're going to get a sleepy atmosphere because I don't know how many people are going to be at that sort of game. So I I, I could see the underdog there. Uh, he's also asking Corby about the totals in that, about the game 133 or the Navy team total in particular. Any thought on the totals, Navy Holy Cross? Yeah, I, uh, these aren't off the top of my head, so I had to look it up. That's why I pointed to Matt first. But um, I can honestly say I haven't watched the Navy game this year. Um, Navy's 328th in tempo. But the issue is they're third in the nation in three-point shooting. I would imagine that this has to go down. Obviously, you're not going to shoot 40.4% from deep. Uh, the entire season. Now, are they shooting quality shots? I would have to look. Um, but it, it, all things line to uh, an under here. Holy Cross likes to push a little bit of tempo. But early game, Navy's not going to push tempo, and they've shot well all year. This number's probably a little too inflated uh, just based off a quick search of this team. Uh, I would lean towards the under, if anything. All right. Uh, let's move on. You got some good stuff on that one. Get questions in the live chat. We're going to be here for a few more minutes, so get them rolling. There are a couple of interesting games, and people are already asking about them. One of them is Mark saying West Virginia and Oklahoma State. This is in Stillwater, tough place to play, Big 12 game. He's curious about the over in this one. Corby, any thought on the total in the Mountaineers and Oak State? 
Yeah, I've been liking overs in Oklahoma State games. Uh, I've stopped playing them recently because I've been on an under wave, so I uh, just stick with that. But uh, Oklahoma State overs, it seems that they always want to push pace. They have good guard play. They have really athletic um, power forwards who don't really want to slow down the pace too much. West Virginia, always a pretty fast-paced team. This is going to be a tough game uh, in conference. I'm not sure how I feel about an over, but uh, gun to head, I lean towards an over here. Mid-major, Matt, a thought on the total in the West Virginia-Oklahoma State game. That one's 7 Eastern time tonight. West Virginia is 10-3. and three. Any thought, Matt? Oklahoma State's defense is really good. I mean, top 10 uh, in effective field goal percentage defense. Uh, they're pretty good inside. My question is, is there a hangover after losing in Kansas and blowing that halftime lead? It'll be good for them to be home. That's just my question is, will they be focused tonight? Will there be 100% effort after blowing that game against Kansas on just 48 hours ago? Yeah, the Big 12 comes right back around after playing New Year's Eve afternoon, coming right back around playing Monday because of national television here in this case on uh, ESPNU coming up. All right, uh, Core24, good to have you in the new year here watching us live. He wants to know about Rutgers and Purdue, in particular with the under. Core24 also says good defenses from these teams. Quality shots hard to come by. Thoughts, uh, Corby Craig, you're kind of Mr. Under. Thoughts on the under here? Yeah, I like the theory behind unders in Purdue games. Teams are going to uh, be – like Purdue's, Purdue has one mode of offense. It's get Edie the ball, and that works best when he can get down the court and set up, um, not get into foul trouble. So I imagine Purdue slows it down. Rutgers is really good defense. Uh, the issue is how does Rutgers score in most cases? I think that they score uh, by pushing tempo and not letting Edie get back. So that's my only worry on the um, under. But I do think these are two really good defenses. I – I'm low on on Rutgers. I don't think Rutgers has the ability to score as much as they have. They've, they're all of their players have played very well, and um, I, I think that we're due to see a little bit of Rutgers fall off. So a six point line for Purdue, I think, seems pretty soft. I made it eight and a half, so I would lean Purdue if anything. Mid major Matt, a West Virginia team that is ten and three again. Uh, Stillwater, the Gallagher Iba Arena can be a tough place to play. Any thoughts here? If no play. Purdue on Purdue and Rutgers, um, you know, I, I've always said I don't trust Rutgers outside the rack. I just I you know, they're a completely different team. Yes. Now, look, the defense has traveled. They played pretty well against Miami. They played pretty well at Ohio State. Uh, you know, it's funny whenever you see a low number like this for Purdue in terms of their team total offensively, you kind of lean that way. And they've certainly, um, you know, played pretty well. But as you know, Corby said, it's going to be a slow game. And if there's any sort of stretch where there's a scorelessness, then, yeah, the under can come into play. Thank you for the pickup. You're lucky I didn't call them the Illinois Fighting Illini for the game that we're about to broadcast in football. In this, uh, Both of you, uh, Matt Josephs, are we a believer in Purdue at this point? I mean, they are number one. They're undefeated. How much of a believer are we in Matt Painter's team at this point? Oh, I, I don't think they're the best team in the country, that's for sure. I mean, I, I think that they play good defense and they have one of the best players in the country. But I certainly would think they would be a very vulnerable overall number one seed. Corby, a quick thought on yeah, how much are you in the painter camp? I think the Zags beat them by four, so I, I agree. They're not the number one team, but they deserve to be ranked number one currently. Our man Ra-Ra is watching. Ra-Ra Murray, thank you for uh, posting up here uh, with us, too, on a Monday off the New Year's weekend. He wants to know about Niagara and their uh, team total, I believe, 64-and-a-half for the Niagara game tonight. Corby, I see you scanning for that one. Any thought on Niagara? They're the slowest team in the nation, 359th in tempo. Wow. Um, and then t I have a, a little bit of a, uh, of a theory that like 
in most cases that leans towards like the idea of an under, but also the market knows this. Like, it's not, it's not a crazy idea to know that Niagara plays slow. So this number probably is too low for the, the pace that they've played. I've not watched a Niagara game. I honestly couldn't tell you, but I'm um, just worth noting that they are the slowest team in the nation. It's an even line on the bet us line and they are playing at noon coming up in about 40 minutes. Matt, is this just one to stay away from? Well, what do you think? It's a Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference game. I don't look at those. I can't. I don't understand that conference, and I just move on. Just move on if you are able. Let's keep looking here. Another question. Uh, William is watching us. Says, what about BU, Boston, and Bucknell? Uh, he's in particular interested on the, the spread. Uh, Bucknell favored by a point and a half. Mid-Major Matt, any thought? Um, I was semi-impressed with Bucknell when I watched them against Richmond. Uh, I thought that, you know, there's been a lot of teams that have gone into the Robin Center and struggled offensively, um, you know, and they're a pretty efficient offense, top 70-ish effective field goal percentage. And then you look at uh, at BU, you know, BU's had some tough losses. Um, they've played some teams close, lost by six at Notre Dame. Uh, so that's not a bad team. And of course, Walter White is there uh, as well, one of the better players in that conference. Should be a fun game. All right, uh, Corby, any thoughts? BU and Bucknell, or you want to move on? Uh, Walter White's one of the best names in college basketball. That's about all I got there. Is he breaking bad? I got the reference uh, on that. couple more questions before we are gone. Uh, Derek is watching us. Derek uh, fires out like three games that he's interested in. He says, hey, guys, Colgate, IUPUI, and American, they're all in action today. Any thoughts on any of those? Corby, any thought on any of those teams? IUPUI plays Wright State. Uh, 15 point line seems high. They, early in the year, they were just disrespected as possible, and they were getting like 13 point lines to teams relatively the same pace as um, Wright State. But uh, you're not going to catch me betting an IUPUI game. American has looked really well. I don't know who they're playing today, but um, they've looked good as of late. So, uh, I, again, I have no clue who they're playing, but I do feel pretty confident in, in American's number relative to the market currently. Matt Josephs, we've talked about American on the show a couple times. You got any thoughts on any of those three teams, or you just want to move on? No, American's really efficient, a top ten efficiency offense, uh, and that's really good. And uh, they play really slow, and they have twenty second possessions. Uh, Loyola is extremely red when it comes to their defense, so that's certainly a, a, good, a solid recipe there. And then Colgate is one of the better offenses in America, and Lehigh runs. So I could certainly see Colgate putting up ninety points or something in this game if they're if their shootings on. They're the best three-point shooting team in America. Steve is watching us. Thank you, Steve, for watching us on a Monday after the New Year's Day holiday. Uh, He wants to know, in particular, Liberty and Lipscomb. What about the over in that matchup? Liberty's gotten off to a good start. Mid-major Matt, a thought on the over? Um, Liberty's 50 over 52% of their shots are three pointers and they're making a lot of them. Darius McGee is, is incredible when it comes to shooting these left-handed shots. It feels like, uh, Lipscomb can't defend the three very well. The question is how will Liberty, uh, defend Asadula inside last year? They had some success with it, although it was two close games at Liberty. Uh, they lost by five in the conference tournament. They lost by nine at Liberty, uh, in February. So, uh, Lipscomb's got some interesting pieces. Corby, any thoughts on the total Liberty and Lipscomb coming up? Yeah, I would probably lean towards the under, but I agree with Matt. Lipscomb's a pretty good basketball team. They also kept Michigan to a really good basketball game, so I think probably too many points here. Uh, Liberty is due for some shooting regression. Uh, will it come? Who knows? Probably not here. It doesn't make much sense versus a really bad defensive team in Lipscomb, but um, they are due for it. Lipscomb's kept quality teams at bay. 
what, uh, eight-point game versus Michigan. They beat Louisville, uh, beat Chattanooga, beat Belmont, beat Navy. So this is a pretty good basketball team. Liberty, to your point, is 10-4. and four. They're laying 10. That's a night game tonight. Do we have time for one more potentially? Uh, yes. Let's see. I'm still looking in the live chat on what we haven't covered yet, guys. I got you. Uh, yeah, Antoine's got uh, Lafayette and Army. We're going deep in the weeds. Corby, anything? Lafayette, Army? Lafayette's a team that we talked about recently. They just hit a lot of slumps, like uh, five, six-minute droughts consistently. Army's a team that wants to push pace. I think those those slumps don't come as frequently in a long deviation, so I would lean towards the over. Matt, any thought on the total, Lafayette and Army? Uh, nothing on the toe, but as, as we just talked about, you know, they've been, I don't know what their ATS numbers are, but it feels like every game is close with Lafayette. Now their numbers are pretty bad offensively. They don't uh, go to the free throw line. They don't hit their free throws and they shoot a lot of three pointers. Um, and they're home, which they're, they haven't been a home often this year. So Lafayette, uh, army is a different team on the road. They have not been as good on the road. They did win at Siena, but a uh, different team away from home. Great stuff, gentlemen. Well done. Thank you all for the live questions. By the way, I still see the live audience growing here. Hit that like button because right now our live audience to like button ratio is still about five to one against us. Hit the like button. It helps the show out. Make sure you're subscribing. You see that right there on the screen. Let's get to the best bets. If you weren't with us at the very beginning of the show, here's what the guys are on officially. It's all about point totals. Uh, Two plays for Matt and over and an under. And for Corby Craig, he's on the individual team total for Central Arkansas to stay under 71 in that matchup coming up tonight with Florida Gulf Coast. With that, I think we've just done a Monday college basketball show. Final thoughts, Corby Craig. Yeah, don't overexpose yourself on these crappy slates. Wait for the uh, right opportunity and fire away. Mid-major Matt, anything else in conclusion here on a Monday after the New Year's holiday? No, I agree. Uh, this is There's better opportunities in the NFL game. There's better opportunities in the bowl games. I like Mississippi State in your bowl game coming up at the top of the hour, right. so there's certainly better opportunities. Yeah, very interesting with all the opt-outs for Illinois. you got time still to get down on that game. And Mississippi State, by the way, is in the dark jerseys. I just saw this, and it's an 83-degree humid day in Tampa Bay. So if Illinois is able to run the ball, they may be wearing Mississippi State down. Now, their best running back opted out. So how much can Illinois run it? I don't know. There's a quick – got a bonus preview of the ReliaQuest Bowl on the BetUS College Basketball Show. Boys, thank you for hanging in there with me. Uh, Mid-Major Matt, Corby Craig, have a great rest of your Monday. We appreciate it, boys. Well done. Thank you.